When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a live post-game edition of the Warriors All-82 in Phoenix. Tim Cowell, call me, and myself, Anthony Slater, watching it uh, remotely. Another Warriors loss, 0-8 on the road. I know uh, you will immediately point to the fact that this concerns you deeply about uh, what this team might be in a playoff road setting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All season, but... This this was just another. I mean, it's not you know twice getting really pounded by the Suns in Phoenix. This team has prided itself on winning every, at least one road game in every what twenty six all twenty six playoff series of the Steph Curry. I believe they're up to twenty seven. Twenty seven, whatever it is, and there's no evidence that this team has that in them this season. Again, long time to go, but this is now eight road games. Uh, that they have not looked good in. You know, they're giving up. They're giving up one hundred twenty four a game on the road. Yeah, they just right. don't have that thing where they can, you know, dig it out against a team. You know, Phoenix is a good team, but they, you know, they couldn't dig it out against Orlando. They couldn't dig it out against Detroit. They couldn't dig it out against Charlotte. Uh, and they got, a, you know, a lot of games against good teams on the road coming up. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think the road record is looking like it's going to be? It's, it's going to be like, you know, eight and, you know, whatever the hell, 33? Or, I mean, it's just, no, 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 it won't be, I'm... but. Like, this is not good. I mean, they got Houston coming up. So, as I think we discussed. On yeah, I mean, one thing, not to not to add to your point, because I don't think it's going to be 8-33 or anything like that. But, you know, they already lost in Detroit. They already lost in Charlotte. They already lost in Orlando. Like, you know, they've lost some of the gimme road games yep. That, yep. that are out there. Although, well, let's put it this way. They've really got to turn it on to be better than eight and eight and uh, thirty-three. They won't be eight and thirty-three, but they're gonna. It, we're gonna feel an, a difference when they're you know they get to what well, 13, let's, 13, let's even, and, yeah, thirteen and twenty-eight or whatever that bad record is gonna be. Well, let's even just like let's just say the target right now is, um, you know, twenty-one and twenty. I mean, obviously that's like very ambitious at this yeah. point, but you know, that would mean they they turn it around what would that be at this point that 21 and 12 the rest yep. of the way yep 21 not, if they solve their issues like that's like a real like that's a fine record over you know it's not too spectacular like i believe that can happen now a lot of things need to change <laughs> and that's what we should get into right i mean to me it, three things to talk about tonight defense clay thompson jordan Poole, and those have been themes early early this season uh jordan Poole, 05 just silent you know, two points. Clay Thompson, loud. Yeah, like, you know, you can't I mean? say silent for Clay. Yes, I am not saying silent. Um, you know, he just, you know, six of seventeen shooting. You know, I put the stat out, and this is before he scored a little bit late on some free throws. But like, he has more shot attempts than points this season. That is amazing. That is amazing. I mean, that's that's like the epitome yeah. of inefficiency. Yeah. Just, just for like Steph. 50 points tonight, 28 shot attempts. And now, obviously, it was a great night for Steph, but it's not that different from some of the other great nights he's had. And 
that that's where clay the inefficiency is just unbelievable yeah i think we're looking at right now if i'm doing the quick math in my head from when i did during the game i think he's i believe it 181 points on 185 shots this season wow that is that is that's killer and obviously what we know the killer is that neither one of them is playing great defense so they've got to score to be productive they've got to score to hold up their end and they are doing the opposite. They are scoring and, you know, they're being incredibly inefficient or passive on offense. Uh, and that is even when Steph has this incredible night. And, you know, I love the plus minus numbers, whatever. But, you know, if you're on the court with Steph, you're not doing much, but he's doing everything. So you should, yeah, that's one of those false plus minuses uh, because he was, you know, he was throwing in everything he possibly could. And the people who are on the court with him kind of got carried along a little bit. That's, you know, one night thing. Uh, it was bad, and I don't. I mean, who played? Who, play, who played good other than him? I mean, it's Looney. Uh, yeah, I mean, Looney did just what Looney does, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's not exactly, you know, if he's your second best player, that's typically a bad thing. Um, but to me, what I thought was the possession that uh, was very emblematic of the night was it was you know mid third. You know, they were kind of letting go of the rope a little bit. They threw it up to Clay, and he had a few of these possessions in Sacramento, and I highlighted it in post game. But you know, there's 20 on the shot clock still. They throw it up. You know, they're trying to move it ahead, but they're not throwing it up to Clay like, hey, chuck it right when you touch it. <laughs> Wiggins, Wiggins is floating to the corner, open. Draymond, I mean, he's not looking for a post up, but Draymond's kind of inside. Like they want to get some movement going. They have an advantage, but Clay just pulls, you know, four feet behind the line with a hand like somewhat near his face. You know, obviously because he's trying to get himself going. But at this point, he's you know, probably something like three of 12 shooting. Um, he misses it. And, you know, you could look at the video, but Draymond Green doesn't even come back on defense. He's like yep. exasperated <laughs> by the shot attempt. That's when the, the Phoenix gets a run out the other way. They get fouled. Steph Curry punches the basketball, gets a technical. They call timeout. They come back from, uh, you know, the commercial of Steve Kerr's like in the huddle talking about like, yep. trust, trust each yes. other, trust yes. each other. Like, yes. and Draymond, is that the point? You know, he's over, he's kind of punching like his fist, basically. Clearly, he's not like saying anything, but you can tell what he's thinking, what everybody's thinking. And like, you know, again, it it, it just seemed to me tonight like Clay Thompson's shot selection like kind of sucked the life out of them, and, and that includes on the defensive end. Yeah, it, even when they're making little rallies, or, or Steph is basically creating these rallies, then it would go to Clay, the shot would go up, and it would be clanging off and they'd be running back and, and or not running back on defense, whatever the case may be. And Phoenix would get a bucket. And then Steph would have to go out, dig another bucket out himself. Uh, and, and those clay shots really, really let the air out of the balloon, whatever they had, whatever energy they had, uh, he removed a lot of it. And, you know, and, you know, you could tell what he wanted. He wanted to add to the energy. He wanted to be the guy giving them life. That's what we've said all season. You could just see it in him. Like he's so determined to have that night that turns it all around, but trying to search for it, he's making it worse because the shots are not going in. Like he made his first shot tonight. I think he's made his first shot a couple other nights. And you think, okay, this is where he hits five straight and it all feels good. And he hits three more in the fourth quarter. And you could tell he's thinking that and it just goes clang, clang, clang. And then he's searching for it and it just gets worse. And he starts pulling the string, front rim. Uh, and he's not playing great defense. Uh, it's all piling on top of each other. And, especially on the road, you know, and, and this is a Curry masterpiece. This is about as good as Curry gets. He scored 50 and we're not even talking about him. Because yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, this was you know. efficient. This wasn't just chucking. This was, he had to go get these points. He just completely manufactured a 50 point night. 
and they never and they never were in control of this game ever. Not one moment. Uh, that is a bad sign. Like that's a sign of a lopsided team uh, with a superstar whose great efforts are going to waste right now. And you know, you you have to believe they have they have it in them to turn this around. You have to believe that that the front office believes this and that Steve Kerr believes it. But man, it's it's not looking good. And they are, you know, this is not a short part of the season anymore. Yeah, this is getting into, you know, the heart of a basketball season when you're supposed to be able to show who you are. And maybe they are showing us who they are. So. You know, and I see somebody on the chat asking why Kaminga didn't play tonight. He was sick. He was a late scratch. You know, and, and part of the question was like, you know, why doesn't he play over Jermichael Green tonight? Which would have been a fair uh, question oh, if oh if Kaminga was available tonight. Oh my god, Jermichael Green, Green like had a I just write this whole thing about how you know they could be you know send down Wiseman and G Lee. They could be positioning to trade in a position where they have to trade Wiseman. And then I'm watching Jermichael Green, who has not been good this season, but tonight was unbelievably bad. Now, he ends up as a plus seven. This is where the plus minus, because he's out there with Steph during a lot of that rallying. Uh, that is all Steph. He was, Jamichael Green was horrible. Uh, like two rebounds, straight brick and like three layups. Two of them that Steph grades. Just looked awkward out there. I don't think he was playing great defense either. Uh, was terrible. Just terrible. Uh, you know what? Defense Enzo was pretty good. There we go. That, that, that's maybe their third best player in this game, and that's not great for them. Because Wiggins was passive, Poole was passive, Draymond, I mean, I don't know that he was passive, but he certainly wasn't totally in this game. So what do you what do you make of the, the, this Poole situation, though? Because literally two nights ago, he's like the best player on the floor. He scores 36. He basically gives Steph Curry a night off on the second night of back-to-back, right? It was like Steph could kind of hit cruise control because it was like Poole was blow, helping them blow out the Spurs. And we've seen Jordan Poole in this starting lineup. You know, and I'm talking about the starting lineup that includes Looney back there, you know, protecting defensively. Um, be great. And, you know, we've seen him off the bench various times for stretches of games last season, last playoffs. Be productive. And he does need to find himself with the second unit. It's vital. But it is uh, getting, you know, it's weird right now with the way Clay's shooting, the way he's just inefficiently dragging, you know, everything down. And it does seem to like the you know, a pool answer is, you know, when he starts, he's better. And it, 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 like Steve Kerr's made it clear he's not benching Clay Thompson, but it's just kind of creating an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah they got to look at it. Now, you should be good whenever, you know, he, he, he signed, he came back, he understands he's a six man. There's no misunderstanding. Yeah. And he was a six man in some good games in the postseason. Uh, like this isn't, this shouldn't be something that's, but maybe you have to look at it. I'll tell you what you can't do is you can't play Clay with Poole. You cannot play those two guys together. They get destroyed on defense when that happens. Uh, and like there, there's some pieces here that don't fit, and some of them are important pieces. <laughs> and that's going to be a lot of Kerr managing this. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. But I think you do have to look at it. I think you have to look at Poole starting. Now, what you do with Clay, I, you know, I think I said it on the on the podcast. Maybe I just said it to you. Can they just say, you know what, Clay, take like five games off. Like, you know, your knee hurts right now. Take five games off and just give Poole five games to go. Yeah, I mean, but I know what you're saying, but the two problems there, I think. Like, number one, like, you've, like Clay's got to get right for them to be yep. who they need to be. So yep. that's like stalling. But the five, that, games, right? might, yeah, five games might clear his head. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's emergency, well, you know, yeah. emergency things are kind of on the table right now. Yeah, but, but the other thing is like, how, you know, 
that and these are these are questions that they could answer better than we can answer. But how does Clay, how would Clay handle yeah, it? Yeah, so, no, like no, that, you know? that's the problem. Like that, and that's the same thing. It was it was was benching him for pool. You might lose Clay yeah. like forever. And with all that he's given to this team, all that it took for him to get back, uh, with the way he connects with everyone else, that would be a hard thing to lose Clay like emotionally. And they could. We've seen how emotional that he's been. Uh, like if if they're better with with pool starting which they certainly look like at least against the spurs wasn't a road game so we'll have to see like i might try it i might just try it just to see what it feels like you know it really wouldn't be a fair test if it's houston because the game we figure they're going to win anyway but a a decent game strategically plays it for that's the game where clay's off and just see and if they look great again you would think clay would be like steph What, what does steph do when he was coming back from the injury anthony slater in the in the playoffs not only did he come off the bench for one game, I believe he came off the bench for four consecutive yes. games. Way, by the way, end, he was able to play 38 minutes. Like, remember, they played him 38 off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah. And he was doing it as a point, like, maybe a point to pull. It's almost impossible to do, but it was a point to pull, I remember, at the time. Yep. But, yeah, you know. Can are, Clay do that? Can Clay make that, you know, I think mm. it would have to come from him. I think literally Clay would have to tell Kerr. I'm okay with it. I don't know if that will happen. Cause yeah, or, like, or Steph Curry sitting Thompson down. Yeah, I mean, that would be a lot. That would be a lot. Yeah, again, yeah, these, are like, these are like speculative stuff. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean, but it, I think I think it's they're to the point where it has to be at least like in the air. It can't be completely denied. Now, now Curry will deny it every single time he can until the moment they do it. But I think it has to be thought about because – a pool game like this kills him, and, and and Clay getting all these start all these shots up kills him, and there could be some adjustments. I don't know that they win this game even with a decent pool game, but they'd have a shot at it. And without pool scoring anything, they had no shot, and among many others. And that's with a Steph masterpiece game. And they shouldn't say, and this is you know Mark Jackson was saying over, and I agree with him. When you got Steph Curry going like this, that should be a W. It doesn't matter who you're playing. That should be a W. That was a W in Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Game 4 of the NBA Finals down 2-1. That was a win. That's how he played, and they win. They, they can't be a blowout loss to anybody, and that's what this was. Yeah, so we should get to the defense just as a whole. Uh, you know, they're bottom five in the league right now. Um, and... You can point to a lot of areas. You know, I thought one in the first half that was obvious, you know, they're not rebounding. You know, and they've lost some, you know, kind of the glue rebounding personnel with Otto Porter, Gary Payton could rebound, Bielitsa could. Obviously, they're just, they don't have juice out there, and they're not, like, hustling really. You know, and that leads to, like, lack of box outs, all that. You know, they were sixth in defensive rebounding rate last season. They're down 27th, I think it is, or at least that's what it was entering the night. I don't think it got better. Don't think it got better. Don't think it got better. (laughs) No. Um, the fouling, which Kerr mentions, and it, you know, it sounds like a very coach thing, but it's reality. I mean, you're like Phoenix is one of the lowest free throw rate teams in the league. Like they don't get to the line. Well, they got to the line tonight, you know, five or six times more than they usually do. So, you know, it's just, they're, they're hacking. I mean, Jermichael Green, you know, his, his chief among that Wiseman was, but Wiseman's not out there tonight. They're still hacking. Um, and it's just generally, and I say, you know, from Marcus, I just saw Steve quote, post game but he's basically you know he said this he called it a drew league game he's getting a little bit more descriptive than pickup game um but they are just 
lifeless on defense. Yep. Well, they're getting beat off the dribble, and then that just collapses everything, and then they get hit for the threes. And it's just bad defense. They're not moving their feet. Uh, this is an issue when Clay is not as good as he was when they play pool. When you know Steph is, you know, is better, but we know he has his issues. Uh, although he played Aiton on that one possession, Did you see that and Aiton turns into Steph and can't shoot over. It, like first of all, what I mean, like that is <laughs> like what's Aiton doing there? <laughs> he's weird. He's a weird player. He he's a odd player as for as big as he is and as talented he is, uh, and as good hands as he has, he does some weird things. Anyway, uh. They got issues. They got, and that's why I think, you know, if they're going to make a move, it's for a man up defender on the wing. Like they, I think they need that more than anything. And we know the guy that I mentioned. I don't even know if he's gettable, but for, I just—he—I he, have seen no way he would be because like Phoenix, like Phoenix is committed to their style of play. Like Phoenix went and spent that no, money Crowder, for a reason. Well, Crowder, I, I said oh, Gary Payton oh, second, oh, but either oh. one, either one. Yeah, you know what? I mean, like, I just, like, you saw it tonight. Like, who does Phoenix think they got to go through in the West? Like, why? Like, if Phoenix sees the problems laid out in front of him, it would be front office malpractice. Yeah, it could be be a three-team But then still them knowing who he's going to. Like, if you are James Jones, why the hell would you try to solve it? Because I agree with you that that would really help solve a problem. What what if you could get a piece from a third team? Like, what if you could get, like, so Wiseman goes somewhere else and that team gives Phoenix something. Like you, you could see something like. It, like by the, the way, it sounds like a Jake. I mean, like you know, I'm reading the rumblings from Mark Stein and Jake Fisher. Like, it sounds like a Crowder tr- three team trade is yeah. is yeah. on the now, precipice. I doubt it would be to the Warriors. Like, I do doubt. I, I mean, but, I but, don't get any yeah. sense. You know what I'm is. looking at? I'm looking at guys in that eight, nine, ten million dollar salary range for one year, and guess what? Jay Crowder is. He's in. He's like ten million this season. So I'm just keeping an eye on stuff like that, but. And would that completely solve, or someone like him completely solve everything with the Warriors? No. But I think it would reorder them a little bit better. I think it would set them up to, like, not be a disaster on defense. With a, you know, maybe with a second unit, can you just count on a little less of a, of a complete, you know, explosion against you? And then maybe those Steph minutes are better. It just, like, it might reorder them a little. The way the GP2, you know, did last season, they just kind of set them in the right direction. How about Moody not playing until the second half, uh, Slater? What was that? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's with Kaminga out. Well, you know, look, Moody played last game because Clay Thompson sat. Yep. And you know, it's tough for him because I mean, basically, Divincenzo's back now, so he's definitely behind Divincenzo. Pool's coming off the bench, and you know, the backcourt's crowded, and you know, he's kind of a two-three. You could you could get him in in smaller units, um, but I I agree. I mean, I think you should. Play, I think you should. Yeah, play him. I, yeah, play him. I would play him, and if he's not going to play much in this game, he did get in a little bit. Man, he's that might be out of rotation. So you might have him and Wiseman out of the rotation. Uh, as I wrote, you know, you had you had Kaminga's tick, but he didn't play. Wiseman in the G League didn't play. Baldwin and and Rollins, all these draft picks they got, they like none of them played in this game or very much. Uh, and, and you understand decision by decision, but man, that's a big chunk of their roster that's not playing. And then you have Iguodala who's not playing. Yeah, that's, and again, like, I, it's amazing. Like it's just the, the yeah. roster utilization is just a disaster right now. Well, it reminds me of a couple of years ago when it was like you know they had an empty 15th. Yeah. Alan Smilagic yeah. was still lingering around. Uh, you know, Wiseman wasn't ready. 
Clay later, was, they were horrible that season. They were horrible. <laughs> Clay, Clay was still injured, right? You know, so he was an empty, empty spot. Um, yeah, they were. <laughs> um, and the one thing I would say though, because I agree with you. I mean, you, yeah, like what you laid out, they've they've t- selected five guys, you know, since 2020 who didn't play tonight. Like, Kamingo will play and Moody should play. And I think both, like, to me, like, they got to find a way with these two because I think they're good enough to, to be in a rotation. They just, like, uh, you know, you know, challenge on for the coaching staff, challenge on for the veterans, whatever. Like, and obviously, like, the youth, they have to play well, too, and they have to be ready, but, like, We've seen these two help. They like there were long stretches last season, like a month at a time, that like Jonathan Kamiga was like looked great. Like you know, not I don't know he wasn't like oh my god spectacular. He has to play thirty minutes a night, but you know I remember literally leading up to the playoffs, Kamiga was in the rotation for like ten straight games, and we were writing going into the playoffs like gosh, you got to find a spot for this guy because he looked good in the rotation. Moody in the West Finals, like. Find a way to get these guys in the rotation. That's what I'd say. Because I think those two are ready. You know, I agree generally they have a lot of empty roster spots, but I just don't think that these two are as empty as it looks right now. No, I agree. I totally agree with that. It's just the coach isn't playing them, or you know, and again, there's reasons for this, but it's not like they got a bunch of guys playing great ahead of them on the second unit, right? I mean, that's I think that's the exasperation is, okay, they won a championship without really playing those guys. That's great. That's what you're supposed to do. You play the best guys if you're going to win a title. But now, you know, Jermichael Green ahead of them or, you know, whatever. I mean, we can all go with Anthony Lamb and, I guess, understand why he's playing. But what's his max out? What's the top of his, you know, possible ceiling? And is that anything close to what Jonathan Kaminga's ceiling could be? In, like, three weeks, in seven weeks, you give Jonathan Kaminga 20 straight games where he's playing – the minutes that Lamb is getting now, is he going to, how much better is he going to be than Lamb? I would think a lot. So, and some of those rebounds, I'm not blaming Lamb for, but when they were popping, they're going right over his head. Like he just couldn't grab those, those rebounds. And that was a three point shot coming back right back at the Warriors. Again, maybe Kaminga blows that too, but I, I think they're at the point where they have to see it. I, I don't know what they're protecting. And, there's, you know, they're, you know, they're and he, not developed. They're bad, and they're not developing. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, we problem. we do have to remember though. He would have played, you know, yes, fourteen yes, to twenty yes. minutes tonight. Good if he was point, available. Point, he yeah, just wasn't point. available. He had been out of the, the rotation before that, though. Like, yeah, this yeah. is a reason to develop. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But um, that you, they again, it, it's almost it's going to be really really hard for them to win road games when I'll just say Clay and and Pool play like this. And they played like this for a while now. Like, we can talk all about the second unit. We can talk all about everything else. Man, if they don't have it from those two, I, I don't know where they're going to go. Or, or, or even, like, a little bit better would still be problematic. They need them both to be a lot better. And they have been a lot better in the playoffs. So I, I know they believe that it could happen, but they're digging themselves a hole here with these two guys. And then, as I've been saying for a while, what happens when Steph, if Steph gets hurt? What what happens if Draymond misses 15 games? But if they both miss 15 games, then you're looking at a team that's going to be maybe struggling to get to the seventh seed. And that's what this is. You know, the 18 and two saved them from that last season, and they are not saving themselves. They are make they are they are not at all giving themselves any leeway. You know, and it's happening right now. This is happening, and they're going to be digging out of this for a long time. 
Uh, next five, Knicks at home Friday night. Um, they've been good at home. You'd expect yep. them to be favored and, and be able to win that uh, at Houston. <laughs> you know, as you mentioned, if there's a time to get a road game, Sunday at Houston. And at New Orleans, Monday, you know, they, they just rested all their main guys on the on the second night of back-to-back in uh, or, you know, against the Pelicans. So, you know, maybe the desperation makes it so they play some of these guys. But, uh, you know, that's a dangerous game. Then you come back home for Clippers, Jazz. Uh, that's the next five. And then at Minnesota, at Dallas, those are two tough games. So, you know, there's a, these next two you kind of need to get yeah. um, just to, to stabilize, to make sure this really doesn't spiral. If they lose to Houston, Slater, what you gonna do? What, what's your call? What's your call? <laughs> I don't know what it's. Gonna uh, what's your headline? Come on, yeah. give you. <laughs> if season is no, um, it, it would be really bad. It would be alarm bells truly going off. There would be credible alarm bells. I think there are already some alarm bells going off in the front office, and they don't want to act rashly. They like the talent. Like I think you and I, right? The talent's there. It's just not fitting. It's just like not on the same, you know, page or whatever you want to say. And they might have to make a move. I mean, I think they might have to make a move in the next two weeks, you know, even before they the deadline, or, or at least get ready to make a move because they can't keep doing this. Because something's going to blow up if they can't. You know, there's going to be something happening if, if this keeps going. They lose to Houston. There's going to be some really interesting conversations being held, I think, in the locker room, in the coaching offices, and in the front office. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we know where this is at in this, like, you know, later stages of the Steph Curry, you know, prime, which won't ever end at this point. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, but that, maybe, that, you know, that is turning up the heat on everybody, right? I mean, yeah, you know, the fact that you're not just building for this year. You could be building for next year. You know, like he could very well be just this good next season. And that changes like, oh, wait a minute. Then like, why we can't wait another year for Wiseman. You know, possibly can't wait another year for Kaminga. Like, like that changes the dimensions of this in a good way. You know, it's a superstar, the once in a lifetime superstar who continues to go strong, but like you have more responsibility to him. Like he's doing this for you. You don't know if any of these guys are going to be great, and they're looking like they're going to. There's going to be a ceiling on what you can expect out of Wiseman for sure, and probably for Kaminga. Like this is it, like, and, and there is some responsibility. This to, to like, listen, if there's a title out there to be gotten, it is not, and it's not with this construction. You have to seriously look at changing the construction, at least in like roster spot six, seven, eight, you know, right in there somewhere. And I, I think they will. I think you know. This is at all like what we're feeling in three weeks. I think they're going to make a move. I mean, at some point they're making a move. Yeah, I think tonight was somewhat had to be alarming because uh, you thought they might have figured some stuff out in the Spurs game. Not oh wow, you blew you blew out a bad Spurs team, but it was like you know, pool kind of got unlocked. Uh, you, you found something a little bit better. I thought off the bench, you 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 know, kind of announced to the world that James Wiseman was going to the G League, which felt like that was kind of you know throwing a weight off, you know, the situation. He's in Santa Cruz. You know, that's no longer a storyline uh, around the team. And it's like you, you thought this was the night that they at least showed up, right? You know, maybe Phoenix, you know, plays out of their minds, hits yep. some late threes and, and steals it. And you don't win the game. But just the way they played yep. was alarming, I thought. I agree. The defense being shredded, I think, is the, the biggest thing. They played good defense against 
you know, I mean, again, it was against who they were against, but it was good defense against the Spurs. Like, that was solid Warriors-level defense. Like, okay, at least maintain that or a semblance. You know, maybe you don't hold them a 98, you hold them to 108. But they didn't. You know, there was no chance they were holding this team to 108. And that's without Chris Paul. And, you know, whatever, we can say whatever we say about Chris Paul. But, you know, he's a very good Hall of Fame player. And he wasn't out there. Cam Johnson's not out I mean, they're, they're, they're players that Phoenix did not have. And that the Warriors were not competitive on the defensive side, I think, is very, very problematic for them. And they have to start thinking, are they ever going to get there? And if they're not with this group, then they have to figure out how they're going to get there. Because you can't kick the season away. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, one thing I didn't put in my column was, like, if they don't get this done and they're, like, not good this season and you're in February, do you think about blowing the whole thing up? I mean, not trading 30, but, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that could happen. Like, if this is really bad and they don't have the prospect to win the title, then we really might see the end of at least, you know, one big part there. I mean, one, this is, you know, it was a minor move within, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking this back to the D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins trade. And obviously that is remembered as a home run trade because they got Wiggins and the picks that became Kaminga. But within that, they, you know, dumped, weight off the roster. Jake, that was when they threw Jacob yep. Evans and Omari yep. Spellman into the yep. deal to, to get salaries yep. off. And that was because they were ducking the tax yep. because they wanted to get out of the repeater for a little bit. Um, but part of the, the rationalization that was given for that move was uh, that we're not contending. So why be a tax team? Yep. And, you know, you, where you're right is like if they collectively decide they're not contenders, you know, then suddenly it's not just like, oh, you know, rework for this, rework for that. Like suddenly Joe Laker probably looks at this crazy tax bill a little differently. Like I'm paying this for a first round exit, you know, yeah. potentially something like that. So well, Myers said it last year, like, you know, that they, they basically was told that we're not paying 380 or whatever the number was last year, 350 for a team that can't compete for championship. And thank God we did. And it's 380 now. And what if they get to that point? Like, and we know it's coming next year. And do they want to be stuck with that one going into next season? Like, there's major thing Again, this is a long way from that. But if they're looking anything like this in early February, it is going to be something that could, you know, the most drastic part of it. Again, I didn't write about it because people had gone crazy. But that is the side where they could move off of Draymond Green. I'll just say it. They could move off of Draymond Green at that point. Again, they would have to feel that they they can't win a championship, and maybe they would never feel that. But it's getting close to you know. You go yeah, the one thing I would say it. though is like you know, the we don't know how much, and it's it's intangible really to know how much the Draymond Green preseason punch is impacting how they're playing. I don't know, um, but it didn't help. It didn't help. It did not help, and and maybe that is like there is a lifelessness to the team, and maybe that is still you know you know bleeding over. But he on the court right now and, you know, behind the scenes, as far as on a day to day basis, how he's acting is not a problem at all. Like he's he's yeah. playing fine and he's, you know, I think been good behind the scenes. Now, again, what he's already done, like the, the ramifications of that, the ripple effects of that, you know, it, it probably does still have like some unknown level of impact that that's tough to, to read. But. Like, you know, trading Draymond Green certainly doesn't solve 
No. Modern no. issues. No. <laughs> We're just saying the reality of yeah. Joe Lacob is not going to want to pay $380 million for a team that's not competing for a championship. And then looking at the prospect of 450. I, I will say, and you'll remember this, there were times, and like Kerr and Myers have admitted it, there were times last season, particularly around like March, February, March, where they said they were coming together for conversations and saying, man, we're not a contender. Like they didn't yeah. think yep. for stretches last season they were, like they were, it maybe didn't feel this stark, but maybe it did. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's tough to take our brains back to there yeah. because no, we no, know what I don't think, after. yeah, it wasn't great, but they still had that 18 and two start. Like you still had that and you still had that. Okay. What's the, you know, what they might've gone down to a fifth seed. Remember, I remember that. I mean, that was that late run to not be the fifth seed. And that would have been shaky, but, but the fifth seed was like the worst they were going to do. That is no, that is not the spectrum right now, Slater. Like the fifth seed might look pretty good to them right now. You're right. <laughs> you You're know? right. But you know, you mentioned like things that can still make them believe like the reality that they just did win the title with mostly this core yep. still can kind of make them. And we know how much like Myers is like super patient and, yep. uh, you know, long range thinker. So that's why know. I think it's going to be a trade within, you know, under the constructs that we, that we've talked about, it's it's a little safer ground. Right? It's it's move Wiseman, maybe move Kaminga if you have to, you know that sort of thing to try to get one guy who could just make the rest of it make more sense. And you know that's a Jay Crowder or or GP two or you know I'm, there might be another one out there I'm sure, but I can't think of it. Uh, that's where I, much more like they still believe they're not going to go all the way in. And yet they're going to make sure that they give Steph a good shot at this because he deserves it and hope that Poole and Clay are really good the rest of the way. We'll see. I mean, that's much more realistic. I'm just saying, like, if this is like this and they're talking like, you know, if they're at like six and 20 on the road at that point or maybe even worse, I think that big one has to be on the table at that point. I think it does. I, I mean, I just don't think they're looking at a, Four hundred fifty million dollar payroll in next season with a team that's stinking this season. Like they have to make that move now, and they can't trade pull, and I don't think they want to. And there's someone else they can trade at that point. So again, I'm not reporting anything. I'm just saying that's the big thing that I left out of that last call on purpose. But I'll bring it up now after this performance. All right, Tim. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, I probably, you know, what? Like I said, Friday night Knicks game. Like every game, kind of feels. important right now so um yeah we'll talk then